Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm Andrea. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to Inhuman, a true crime podcast. Okay, so before we get started, I don't think we have any. Do we have any news? No, I don't think so. There's not really anything big. Oh, well, if you guys were following the Vicky White and Casey White manhunt, they were caught. Um, so it was an inmate who escaped and an officer who helped him escape. And um, they were on the run. Like, she literally withdrew $90,000 from her bank account. Like, it was some very sketchy stuff, but they have been caught. She shot herself, right? Yeah, she shot herself. I don't know if it's been fully confirmed yet. I know they were doing an autopsy. Like, um, initially they believed that she shot herself, that it was self-inflicted, but then they were saying that they're doing an autopsy to to see if it was. Um, Wow. Either way, she passed away, unfortunately, which is just so heartbreaking because I definitely feel like she was manipulated Mm -hmm. and used and it's just so sad i know that is that's an awful story yeah but it is good that he is you know caught a literal murder that was on being charged with capital murder was out roaming the streets so it's good that that he was caught yeah okay so i'm just gonna go ahead and dive right in in 2006, 17-year-old Ashley Reeves was a high school junior who lived in Millstadt, Illinois, with her parents and younger sister, Casey. She had many friends. She also had a boyfriend named Jeremy. Um, her like family and friends said that she was just really bright and loved to laugh and like was kind of, you know, a... Uh, like what am I trying to say? Person. Like she was like funny and like to crack jokes and kind of like a um, comedian, I guess I was going to say, but like right. not a comedian, you know, because she's just a teenage girl, but just funny, yeah. you know, friendly, outgoing, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. And she was a good student. Like I said, she was very bright and she loved to play basketball. So on April 27th of 2006, um, which was a Thursday, That afternoon, Ashley left her parents' home for an appointment in Fairview Heights, which was a town that was about 15 miles away um, from her home, and she had a job interview, and she was driving her boyfriend's SUV that evening. She had also taken a bag with a change of clothing because she planned to play basketball after her interview, which was something she did pretty frequently because she really liked to play basketball. By 10.30 that night, which was Ashley's curfew, Ashley hadn't returned home. After several hours, still no one had seen or heard from her, not even her friends or her boyfriend. Um, Her mom and her sister tried to call her several times, but unfortunately received no answer, which was very unlike her. She was always pretty responsible, and, you know, if her parents were calling her, she usually would answer or get back to them pretty quickly. Okay. Ashley's mom, Michelle, felt in her gut something was not right, and she decided to call and report her daughter missing. Police reassured Michelle that Ashley was probably out with friends, that, you know, she would turn up eventually, she got, you know, lost track of time, yada yada, the same old, same old. Yeah, the typical stuff that they always do. However, after about eight hours, 
um, from when Michelle initially spoke with police, they realized they were very wrong. Jeremy's SUV that Ashley had been driving that night was found abandoned at Ladderman Park, which is about 15 minutes away from Ashley's house. Um, investigators found Ashley's belongings inside, including the bag that contained the clothes that she would have worn had she actually gone to play basketball. So okay, that kind so of she never changed. Exactly. That led them to see oh. that she never got to change her clothes and play basketball like she intended. Um, Ashley's boyfriend, of course, was the first kind of person of interest, I guess you could say. Um, Even though he was loved by everyone who knew him, he was thoughtful, wholesome, and adored Ashley, according to her parents. They had also been dating for about two years, but police had to question him nonetheless, which is very typical in these types of cases. They kind of start closest to the person and then you know go yeah, out I feel like in any case they always start with the significant other but especially in like a teenager that yeah something happens to if it, you know it's not like a husband that you've been with forever like even though they've been together two years it's still that's where they have to start right they were able to rule him out pretty quickly thankfully but they still oh, had good. one major question where was ashley Police also question why Ashley would have been at Ladderman Park, which is where they found her vehicle, or her boyfriend's vehicle, rather, um, to play basketball when she had a park closer to her house that she also frequently played basketball at. So would she go to that park often, or was it, like, not really anywhere she would go? Well, according to her family, she would go to the park closest to her home, but later we find out that she does frequent the Ladderman Park more than is led, you know, her family believes. Okay. Um, And this also led investigators to wonder if she was possibly going to meet someone. Um, And her mother actually was able to get access of her phone records since Ashley's phone was in her mom's name and she was a minor. That's good. Okay. So her mom kind of did some investigating on her own since the police still weren't, you know, taking it, I mean, they were taking it serious, but they still didn't have any leads or anything. Um, So she was scouring the phone records and looking through all the numbers that Ashley had called or texted or received calls and texts from. And she realized that there were calls, several calls from one specific number. So Michelle called every number in Ashley's phone, seeing if anyone had heard from Ashley. And finally, she reached out to the number that appeared several times. And it just so happened to be 26-year-old high school teacher and coach, Sam Shelton. Oh my God, my eyes just went so wide. I wish you guys could see me right now. (laughs) Okay. So Michelle inquired if he had seen or heard from Ashley, and he said no. And before she could question why the hell he was communicating with her teenage daughter, Sam hung up the phone. (gasps) That's suspicious. Yeah. So Michelle notified the police of this information and investigators brought Sam in for questioning. Okay. He, of course, denied knowing anything about Ashley's whereabouts and he insisted that their friendship was completely platonic and nothing more um but i still want to know like why he 
like had her number. That's just, I mean, even if he was her coach, like, I feel like wouldn't he typically go through her parents or? I could maybe see that being the case. I just feel like sometimes high school teams are like really close and it might be like they have a group chat where it's like texting to update on XYZ is happening or something like that. But calling her a bunch of times and like that kind of thing, that's Red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. There's no reason for that. Right. So according to Ashley's friends, their relationship was anything but platonic. <gasps> Uh-oh. One friend of Ashley's told police that Ashley would frequently meet Sam at the park where her belongings were found. So the park that she didn't always okay. lead her parents to believe she was going to, but she was. I see. Exactly. Other friends revealed that Sam and Ashley were involved in a sexual relationship with one another. They would often meet to play basketball together, and Ashley actually had plans with him the day that she went missing. Okay, so not only did he lie about his, like, relationship with her, but he was the one who she was supposed to be meeting? Exactly. So police then brought Sam in for questioning again, and they actually brought him in several more times after this because his story was never consistent. Oh, that's also very suspicious. Mm-hmm. According to Crime Watch Daily, Chief of Police Stephen Johnson said, quote, he had changed his story so many, so much that a person who didn't have anything to hide, why would you change it that much? <laughs> Yeah, and like, you know, we, I feel like we've talked about this before, but I feel, you know, sometimes details can change and things Mm -hmm. like that, but your story changing that much that the police are like, why is it changing? Red flag. Yeah, exactly. You got to keep the the meat and potatoes consistent, you know? Right, exactly. And could he not be arrested for like, I don't know, like, rape or something like technically because well they didn't have any proof at that point it was just like hearsay you know so because at that point he was denying everything and all that they were hearing about that was coming from her also teenage friends so you know they have to tread lightly with that kind of stuff until they have like some better solid proof right okay yeah one of the stories he actually told investigators was that he had actually been dodging ashley for several days He said that Ashley had become obsessed with him and was calling him nonstop. So were they able to tell if the calls were outgoing or incoming? Both. They were incoming and outgoing, yes. So that kind of flubbed his little story a little bit. Did he, sorry, I I might have missed this, but did he admit that he was meeting her that day? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So he's still saying like, no, I don't know don't. where she is. I'm, you know, we just have a strictly like school relationship. Everything's right. innocent. I'm gu- I'm innocent, blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay. During his last interview, police interrogated Sam for 12 hours. Finally, at this time, Sam began to crack under pressure. He admitted he did have a sexual relationship with Ashley. And here is the kicker. Ashley had also been in his car the day she went missing. And they had a fight and he left her by the side of the road and drove off without her. Okay, yeah, sure, buddy. Sure. 
You mm-hmm. had a fight with her and left her on the side of the road the same day she went missing. Yes. So much like you're skeptical, the police were skeptical as well. And they thought there was probably some truth to his story, but they weren't sure like how much truth there was to it. Right. Like he obviously was with her that day, but like mm-hmm. what else happened? Yeah. I mean, he probably said that he was she was in his car in case they searched it and found her DNA yep. in there because then he could say, "Well, I told you she was in the car, but then I left her on the side of the road." Yeah. Exactly. Sure. Sam insisted Ashley was alive and well, and when he last saw her, there was no way he could have hurt her because he had a very weak stomach. Okay. Okay. The stuff he per- the stuff he just like volunteers during his interrogation and and after is is ridiculous, honestly. And also, you don't know that she's okay and well. Like she's missing. Even if you left her on the she side got of the hit road, by a car, attacked by a bear, picked up by another fuck. Like exactly, she's clearly not okay and well. And you saying that just makes you seem more guilty because it's yeah. like. You're over-providing. Exactly. I don't think anyone believed his story anyway, but if Mm -hmm. he really was trying to sell the, like, I left her on the side of the road story, you would be concerned about her. Like, not... Yeah, no. Yeah, well, they're seeing through his bullshit, so... Okay, good. Police then reference back to Ashley's phone records and saw that... He never, not even one time, attempted to call or text Ashley after he left her, supposedly, on the side of the road to see if she was okay and to see if she was safe. Like you said, he did not know if she was alive and well. So that was bullshit right there. dude. And, like, her being missing and you had this relationship with her, even if you got into a fight, you would still be concerned and try to call or text her if you yeah thought she could still be alive in an eight hour period yeah definitely because it was eight hours before they found the car right no that's yeah so not only was he completely not concerned about her well-being um he also was out having the time of his life he went to a country bar and line danced the night away that is so fucked. Yeah. Especially when you find out what he did to her. Oh, no. Investigators then have the idea to use the grandmother method, which I've never heard of this, and it's actually gold. Okay, what is this? So basically, they, like, use your grandmother to guilt you into confessing, basically. Like, I don't know how they know this would work on... On him specifically, but just in general. But I guess, like, everyone kind of has a soft spot for at least one of their grandmothers. Yeah. So, that's why it's golden. But oh my gosh. they used it on Sam, and it worked. So Wait, wait. Do they actually have the grandmother come in, or do they just say, like, they just your say, grandmother would want you to... So, they asked... So, basically, what they did was they asked her if... Or, they asked him if they were to go to his grandmother's house, talk to his grandmother right now, and tell her the story that he's telling police, what would she have to say? Oh, wow. Okay. So including the fact that he's having sex with a 17-year-old, that she's missing, he left her on the side of the road, and this triggered the response that they were hoping for. And through his tears, 
Sam explained to them exactly what had happened that day. And just a fair warning, this next part is extremely fucked up. So if you want to skip ahead, be my guest. But Sam explained that he did not just pull over and force Ashley out of his car and leave her on the side of the road. He also put Ashley in a chokehold and dragged her out of his car. While he was choking her, he heard a loud pop and Ashley went limp. Realizing that he had snapped her neck, Sam panicked and pulled her into the wooded area behind the park. He then strangled her with his bare hands. When he realized Ashley was still breathing, he strangled her again. Only this time he used his belt. My God. He also used his foot for leverage. He put the belt around Ashley's neck and pulled as hard as he could until the belt snapped. So you snapped her neck accidentally, but instead of being like, oh shit, I. Let me call 911. Yeah. Yeah. You decided to kill her. Yeah. Um, there's video of his um, confession, and he goes into a lot more detail about what her body did during all of this and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go like i'm not gonna go into the detail because it's just it's just very disturbing um but you're more than welcome there's also footage of when they found her like video footage of when they found ashley's body so you know the belt snapped all that he then agrees to take investigators to the spot deep in the woods where he dumped her body However, due to the darkness and the rain that was occurring that evening, it took Sam over 30 minutes to find Ashley. So it, it was just somewhere they hadn't looked yet? Had they yeah, been I guess doing so. searches for her? So the park, okay, so the park that they found her car and the park where the wooded area was were two different locations. Okay. But they were both extremely close to her home. Like, the one park that her car was left at was 15 minutes from her home, and her body was found 12 minutes from her home. Wow. So very so close sad. proximity. So I guess he had picked her up or – that's the thing is, like, her car was abandoned. So I'm thinking he must have picked her up at that park, and they got right. into a fight, and then they drove off and – or were driving during their argument, and then he pulled over to this other park to dispose of her body. So they probably weren't searching in the area of the other park. And it sounds like it was pretty deep into the woods. Yeah. And it it had been a pretty short amount of time. Right. Um, so they might not have even done, like, mass searches yet. Right. Okay. Wow. So it took Sam over 30 minutes to find Ashley's body. Um, when they saw her laying there, she was on the ground in a grisly scene. And she was covered in insect bites. But soon after they found her body, they realized Ashley was breathing. <gasps> I just Stop gave myself goobumps. Goobumps. I can't even say it. Goobumps. You just gave me the biggest... Stop it! It had been over 30 hours since Ashley went missing, but she was still alive. I'm gonna start crying. Oh <laughs> I my know. god. I know. <laughs> I did not expect that. I know. I know. Me either. Well, I mean, I... You know, I know the story, so I did expect it. But initially when I read it, I was like, oh, my God. I was going to say, did she, was she still breathing after he left? Because if she had bug bites, I feel like it's, 
like there's a certain point where bugs wouldn't bite you it would just be like eating your like decomposing body or something yeah. i don't know but i was gonna ask that but i was just thinking maybe she was like you know still alive for a little bit but oh my god yeah <laughs> so in a panic they rush to get an ambulance there and when a paramedic uh paramedics no when the paramedics arrived on scene they told police they did not think that Ashley would even make it out of the woods alive. Oh, my God. They rush Ashley to the hospital, and there the doctors put her into a medically induced coma. Despite the injuries Ashley sustained, she survived. Oh, my God. <laughs> but her recovery was going to be long and difficult. Ashley had to relearn how to walk and talk. She had... Pretty significant brain damage, um, but and her memory of the attack was was very fuzzy. Even the uh, events before and after were just about completely gone. Okay. All she could remember was that she was trying to end her relationship with Sam, and that they had got into an argument. Wow. Okay. So she she knew why it happened. Yeah. Or she was able to tell them why. She told Elizabeth Smart in a Crime Watch Daily exclusive that part of her wanted to try and remember what happened to her, but then she thinks, oh, maybe that's not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So despite her having, you know, brain damage, she was able to learn to walk and talk again, obviously, um, which is pretty miraculous. Yeah. From them saying she probably won't even make it out of the woods to her... Yeah. Being able to walk and talk. Wow. Yeah. She had to undergo lots of rehabilitation and therapy, of course, but, you know, she was, she beat the odds, basically. Wow. And as for the slimy, disgusting piece of shit, Sam Shelton, he was promptly arrested and charged with attempted murder. Amazing. Despite his confession, he did somehow make bail. What? 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 Are you kidding me? Nope. And he was released while awaiting trial. This is, I just saw a TikTok about this. This is what drives me nuts is attempted murder is not treated the same as murder, but it literally is just that you failed. They didn't like you, die. I know. You. That's, I fucking hate that. You should be charged with murder. Yeah. Like if she had died, you would be charged with murder and then you'd be, it'd be totally different and you would have never gotten bail. So Exactly. Oh, that makes me so mad. Mm-hmm. Yep. And how scary for her her and her family. Like For everyone in the area. I'd be like, yeah. get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. During this time, this cowardly Uh-oh. piece of shit attempted suicide by ingesting a potentially fatal cocktail of prescription pills and alcohol. I knew you were going to say that. When EMTs rush in to try and save him, they find the words, do not resuscitate, written on his chest. Ew, fuckwad. <laughs> I know. Like, he's such a douche. Like, I don't even know why that's douchey, but it's so douchey. It's, like, it do not it's resuscitate. Annoying. Like, yeah. fuck all the way off. No. You don't get that, that like, pleasure of being able to choose what happens to, to you. Just, yeah, exactly. He also reportedly punched and spat at the EMTs. <laughs> what the like, we're fuck? trying to save your miserable, pathetic life so you can serve your sentence, hopefully. Yeah. And you're going to do all this craziness? Like, 
And there was also in one of the one of the articles I read um, while he was in the hospital, like recovering, he like said racial slurs to some of the nurses. Yeah. Yeah. This guy is. I'm like, could you be any slimier? Like you are just the scum between somebody's disgusting feet. I don't know. Yeah, no, it is. And that also like like earlier when I said he could have uh you know, called 911 and saved her after mm-hmm. he realized he accidentally snapped her neck, like clearly he was a shit piece of person. So, yeah. Yeah. He was not trying to do the right thing. I think he wanted he probably wanted to kill her. She probably yeah. was trying to break it off with him and he was losing his mind because evidently they had he had known her since she was in middle school and had been grooming her, most likely. Oh, so um, I couldn't, you know, find that confirmed. But one of the sources I read said that. Um, so he had probably been obsessed with her since she was what? How old are you in middle school? Like 12? Yeah. So like five years, probably. That's so disgusting. I know. Luckily, Sam pled guilty to attempted first-degree murder and was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Ashley's family decided they did not want her to suffer through a retelling of the horrible attack she had suffered, and they signed off on a plea deal. Thus, why he only received 20 years. Because, of course, he accepted the plea deal. Yeah, that's so sad because it's like she, just because... They didn't want her to be re-traumatized. He only is going to get 20 years. Like, yeah, the criminal justice system is so messed up. I know. I know. In prison, it was reported that Sam asked for a private bathroom. He (laughs) said he suffered from a urinary stress disorder and would be miserable if he had, if he was forced to urinate in front of other people. Oh, you can fuck right off. Mm-hmm. His crest, his request was denied. Haha. <laughs> Good. <laughs> of course. Duh. Yeah. Um, and I hope that he couldn't pee. And I hope that he got really backed up and got a UTI and his penis was burning from the pits of fiery pits of hell. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> According to the Illinois Department of Corrections, his projected parole date is April 22nd of 2024. No. What the fuck? Yep. So in what? Two years? Almost exactly. He will be, I guess, eligible for parole. I don't know. It didn't say if he had already gone through the hearing, but I'm assuming not because I think they do it closer to the date. Um, So hopefully, hopefully he will not be on the streets and his parole will get denied. But you never know. You never know. Who knows? If he's been on his best behavior while he's in prison, you know? Right. Again, it's like he tried to murder her. He thought he murdered her. Mm-hmm. So why... He, why like, are we treating this differently? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't understand it. Just because he sucked it. at trying to do that, he gets off easier. Like, that's so messed up. These are the petitions we need to be signing, and these are the laws that we need to be changing, America. Yeah. yeah. Right, write your write your legislators. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today Ashley Reeves prefers to keep a low profile. Aside from her interview with Elizabeth Smart, she has decided to stay out of the public eye, which is her prerogative. Yeah, totally understandable. 
she is thankful for her second chance at life, and she now has two kids. She is a caregiver. Um, like, that's her job. Wow. And she is raising her family, you know, still in the Illinois area. Lastly, I want to leave you with this quote from Ashley that is pretty remarkable considering all that she has been through. She says, quote, don't give up. Don't ever give up on yourself. There are bigger and better things out there. I've gone through plenty of hardships and you just have to keep fighting. Every day is a struggle, but you have to, but you just have to keep on trudging. So last year, Lifetime actually made a movie about Ashley's story called Left for Dead. Um, I did not watch it, but because, you know, Lifetime can sometimes, it's not really like the most factual. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, I'm not going to watch it. But I heard it is really good and it depicts more of her like um, recovery and life after Um, so it'd probably be very interesting. So I might watch it. I don't know, but her story is just crazy. And I can't remember exactly where I found, I think it was like on one of those like top 10 blah, blah, blah lists, you know, of like crazy, the craziest crimes or something. Um, but I've had this one on the list for a long time. I don't know if you noticed that, but I I don't think I did. I was, I'd never heard this and was not expecting that at all. I know it is pretty crazy and I'm honestly surprised like well I mean I'm sure there's like some other podcasts out there but I've never heard any of the like bigger podcasts that I listen to cover it but it is it is a crazy ass story and it's a survival story which you know I love yeah we love those ones but yeah oh my gosh I'm like smiling so big right now that I know is just the best i feel like i haven't been shocked by a story like that because i feel like a lot of the ones that we so far have covered that are survival stories like are more i guess well known so like we've heard them before not yeah that makes them any less incredible or anything but just like you already know what to anticipate by yeah Yeah. exactly i wow wow just i know She's I know. amazing. I know. It's so crazy how much fight these people have in them. Like, yeah, I just can't imagine going through. I mean, her neck was broken. Her neck was broken. And she was strangled twice. And with a bell. Yeah. It's just. Wow. And she's like, you know, I mean, I'm sure she has lots and lots of trauma that she's dealing with on a daily basis. But, you know, she's just living, trying to live her best life. And she's doing remarkable things that they never thought that she would be able to do again so it's just crazy she's she's a a fighter for sure so yeah so that is ashley reeves story um of course as always I'll, i'll be sharing pictures of her um on our instagram and our facebook pages um so make sure you are following us over there and until next time Thanks for listening and keep it human. Bye.